Thanks for listening to the Issue Podcast. Be sure to follow our Instagram at the underscore Issue Podcast or Twitter at just the Issue Podcast. Catch us Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, what's up? We're back. It's the issue. It is Thursday, September 10th. Uh, we are still on vacation, so apologies if the, uh, the audio isn't as clear as it usually is, because we are not in our normal studio for the show. Not in our home, not in our natural habitat here. Right, we're, uh... But hey, we're making do, you know? Yeah. We're doing the best we can. Sorry we didn't get you guys yesterday. Kind of a crazy day here. Plus, we wanted to wait. Um, Thursday night football's on tonight. It's another day. Get our predictions finalized. we got a loaded show. Yeah, and hey... So we, we figured might as well wait to give you guys that loaded show. Yeah, Why but- split it into one or maybe two? Could just have a loaded show today, right before the game. Right. Um, and plus, really excited to watch football. Yeah. Plus, we're just on vacation. You know, we're chilling out. We uh, we work hard during uh, non vacation times. <laughs> yeah. So uh, been been relaxing and uh, and just kind of slipped up on on the schedule yesterday. But like Tim said, we're back and, and we're ready to uh, loaded up. So we're gonna get to uh, you know we like to do our list here. We got we got some top five franchises in the NFL. We're gonna get to. We got some trivia. Um, making up for yesterday, we're going to push the trivia to today. We'll get to some news. Um, yeah, just a especially lot. some news regarding the Bubble Wallace. He's he's back in the news again. Um, and our predictions. We're going to talk game, talk the game for tonight. So yeah, big Thursday night game, NFL back. It is exciting. I'm uh, I, I can't wait to see what they're going to do. Um, you know, it, just first game of the of the new kind of weird year with all of uh, of Corona going down. So um, it will definitely be interesting to see how the NFL kind of handled some of the new challenges and, and what it's going to be like without the fans yeah, there. Yeah, I'm going to be excited to see what they do, you know, graphic-wise, um, if they're going to do anything with the stands, cover them, put graphics on them, stuff like that. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with um, the crowd noise and uh, and how much of a factor that plays. I think the games at Arrowhead tonight, Arrowhead's generally loud. I've always thought from the beginning that they should be, like, personalized. Um if you have a stadium that's generally louder, I think that you should be able to put louder crowd noise in there. But hey, I'm guessing it's regulated. So yeah, um, but yeah, that'll be cool to see. But let's uh, let's jump into our top franchises. Yeah, I mean, might as well just get right into it. So we're gonna go from the bottom up. Anybody that listens to this show knows that we knows go the deal. Uh, we go bottom up on all of our lists here. So uh, we're gonna start, um, and these are our top five franchises of all time. Not you know right not now. Not recently. Not in the olden days. We're taking a whole body of work here. Yeah, so at number five, uh, we have the Dallas Cowboys, um, and I think that's pretty fitting. I mean, they've been a great organization. Just yeah, I, I mean, you look at their Super Bowls; they've won, they've won five, been to a couple, couple more than that. You know, they've been eight, eight. To, I think it was eight, uh, something like that, maybe ten. I don't know. Um, but uh, playoff record, they have a winning playoff record. Not a lot of teams can say that. For for reference, the Bears don't even have a playoff record uh, that's above five hundred. So. They have above 500 playoff record. They have a well above 500 regular season record, 520 and 388 and six. So that's good. Uh, they've been in the league for 61 years. They've been a, generally a pretty good team. I mean, I like to bang on them a lot. I'm not a huge fan of them, but they're still a good team. They've only had 16 losing seasons in 59 years. That's only 27% of their seasons. That's a pretty good clip. Yeah. We'll get to uh, um, how they stack up against other people. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, and they, and then you look at the great players they've had. They've had Aikman, Staubach, Irvin, um, Drew Pearson, the wide receiver. Now you got guys like uh, Zeke, who I think could be if he keeps rushing like he is, could put himself in that category. You know, Emmett Smith. Just big franchise names. They, just, they they always have big names. Tony right. Romo is even a big name. Yeah. Um, Dak's always in the news. They're a big brand. They're the most valuable sports franchise. I mean, when when your name rated five point seven billion dollars. When your nickname is America's team, you, yeah. you're going to make the top five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they travel well. They have good fans. Jerry Jones is a big time owner, so uh, I think it's a no brainer that they're on this list. I don't think they're historically as good as other teams on this list, and we'll get to why. But um, They're just a really successful They, they definitely team. deserve to be in the top, in the top five. Yeah, so now moving on to number four, we have the 49ers. Historically great franchise. Right. Um, five Super Bowl wins again, tied with them. Um, have a little bit better of a playoff record, 33-22. and 22. Uh, Pretty good regular season record, uh, 583 and 489 and 16, so pretty decent. Um, not bad to be in the league 75 years, so an older franchise, um, usually more stable Yeah. Uh, as you go on. Yep. Just, you got anything yet? No, I mean, just when you look at that team and and you just look at the coaches they've had and, I mean. The players they've had. I mean, look, Joe Montana, Steve Young. It goes right back Jerry to the players Rice, you've, had, you've been able to have sustained success. And I think one of the most um, impressive things is how they transitioned from Montana to Young pretty seamlessly able to win Super Bowls with both. Um, that's a tough thing to do. You see, uh, see franchise having a tough time going from dynasty to dynasty. Yeah. Um, the Steelers were, were pretty bad in between Bradshaw and, uh, and big Ben. So yeah. you see that struggle. It's not easy to do. And they did it really easily. And just a little um, thing to throw out there. It'll be kind of interesting to see how the new England Patriots handle their, um, Going exactly. and trying to carry on the dynasty that they've built. I agree. And um, when well, you look at the Niners, 28 losing seasons in 73 years. Not a great clip. Uh, 38% of their seasons have been losing seasons. So not fantastic. But um, what kind of carries the weight here is just how historic they've been and all the great players they've been, like that they've had. Um, and like I said, being able to transition between those two great quarterbacks is a very difficult thing. So, yeah, I, I just like the Niners. They've been a historically great franchise. They're never terrible. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I mentioned the Patriots. I'm going to go right back to them now because that's who we have. At the number three spot on our list, the New England Patriots. And, I mean, I don't think much explanation needs to be said here. I mean, you have a guy like Tom Brady that's going to come in. He started the dynasty, really. Uh, they weren't much before he before he came into town there. And, I mean, what he was able to do, six championships and uh, yes. with, with a coach like Bill Belichick. And, and not only six championships, the amount of appearances he's right. had. They've always been in. I feel like they were coming out of the AFC like every year, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. We, yeah, uh, unfortunately we, for us Pittsburgh fans. Yeah. Us as Steelers fans, were, uh, it, it didn't feel good to watch that happen. But, no, um, yeah, To I look agree. back on it, it was definitely an impressive run they had there if you want to carry on with more. Well, yeah, I mean, they just a really good playoff record. Uh, 37 and 21. Tom's been a beast in the playoffs. Um, 512, 395 and nine in uh, the regular season. So definitely a winning team. Yeah. And uh, they just don't they don't lose a whole lot. They have one of the lowest um, percentages of losing seasons of any of the teams on this list. Only 18 losing seasons in 59 years. So they're at th- roughly 30 and a half percent. And what what separates them from being higher, I think is their lack of success prior to Tom. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's a little concerning. We have no idea that it's not looking good so far after Tom. I know it's only the first year, but it's not like they're giving me a lot of promise to go off like the Niners are. Um, I want to go back to them real quick. You know, obviously, like I said, great players and everything. But the future looks really bright for them, so that shows stability. Right. Um, but anyway, back to back to the Patriots. They doesn't look like they have a lot of hope right now, so that doesn't help their case either. And yeah, they just they just did win a lot before Tom. A little bit with Drew Bledsoe, not a lot. But Tom really is carrying the torch for them being on this list. Right. And uh, yeah, like I said, no no success without Tom Brady. That's why they're not higher on this list. But you, they definitely deserve to be on this list. Yep. And then we're gonna uh, just jump up to number two here. And that's where we have our very own Pittsburgh Steelers at the number two slot. Um, I mean, just they were great in the 70s. Uh, I mean, Art Rooney, just the Rooney family, just a great ownership. Incredibly Um, stable. You go from from Bradshaw, uh, like I said, some bad years in there, but then you got Ben, just the, the, the amount of Hall of Fame players that they've been able to to produce. And you look, ben, Bradshaw, Stallworth, Swan, um, Jack Lambert, Jack Ham, Joe Green. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, Franco Harris, like Rocky Blyer. You got a lot of really good, really good players coming out of the Pittsburgh organization. Um, kind of high clip for the um, losing season record, 32 in, uh, in 86 seasons, 37%. But where you really, where you really see the, the difference in how good they are is the amount of Super Bowls they've won, six. Most of any team tied with the Patriots. Uh, I, mean, I mean, period, you know. <laughs> and you run it back and look at the coaches and, and the coaching that Pittsburgh Oh, yeah, has had. Uh, Mike Tomlin, Chuck Knoll. I mean, it, it really, really good coaches. Um, how yeah, Cower, 631 wins in 552 losses and 21 ties in the regular season. So winning record. Um, been around for 88 years and just stability. Pittsburgh's never a bad team. It's about the brand. They're just a really, really solid team. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, seriously. I'd be really, And you look at um, like a guy we always talk about, Colin Coward. You look, he gives – he likes to look at the four major – major things in an organization, um, owner, GM, coach, quarterback. And I feel like Pittsburgh always generally has that. They have a really good owner. They've generally had a pretty strong GM, usually top 10 in the league. Yep. Always got a good coach, Cower. <clears throat> even Tomlin, a lot of people don't like him. He's still a really good coach. Um, and then even before Cower going back, uh, they've always had a good coach. Um, and then and then quarterback. They Terry Bradshaw, Big Ben, uh, even when Cordell Stewart was there, it wasn't even a terrible quarterback. He got him to a Super Bowl. A lot of people don't remember. Um, Neil O'Donnell wasn't even bad. Got him to a Super Bowl. So they've they've had good players. Generally, a stable organization. Right. And then at number one on the list, the Green Bay Packers. Um, just a really old organization. Uh, a lot of tradition, pageantry behind them. Historic Lambeau Field. I mean, you you can't yeah. you can't leave them out of it. And they are definitely at the top. Of the uh, of the franchises I, of all time. Yeah, I agree. Um, twenty nine losing seasons in ninety eight years. Um, yeah. It's only twenty nine point five percent lowest on this list, other than the Cowboys. But the Cowboys have been a long, been around, um, like like half the time as the Packers. Uh, I mean, I just I really like the Packers. They're just a really good um, franchise, and I know they only have four Super Bowl wins, but. Prior to the Super Bowl era, people forget that there was a Super Bowl. There was an era before the Super Bowls. You know, there were still NFL championships being won before that. 
Um, they've won the most by far by anyone ever. They've won 13 league championships. And Historically great. Yeah. Look at all, like, well, like I said, I'll go back to the quarterbacks and the GMs, the coaches, all that. I mean, come on. I Seriously. I mean, look, Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, just always having a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, a lot of great coaches, too. The Packers, they've always been a staple of the league. They've always been a stable organization. And the thing that, that stands out to me is the market that they do it in. Um, they do it in such a small market. Green Bay has less than 100,000 people, the city um, that they play in. Uh, his, they have a really historic field. They're just a historic football team. I, it's hard to keep them off this list, and I think they're definitely number one. Most passionate fans, too, easily. Oh, you see the sure. cheese heads? They're insane. Um, I, I just like the Packers a lot. Uh, Matt LaFleur is, is a really promising coach. Mike McCarthy was a good coach. Mike Holmgren was a good coach. Curly Lambeau, what they named the field after, all-time great coach. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's a no-brainer t- to me. Um, yeah. You, I mean, you, get, you get a guy like Vince Lombardi that coached there. Literally, the Super Bowl trophy's named after him. Yeah. You know, then Bart Starr, once he retired, was a coach there. They've just had a lot of a lot of solid coaches, a lot of, a lot of winning seasons. They've just done a lot of winning, and I think – that that's why they would be number one on this list. Yeah. So uh, just to run back down through it, we have the Packers at one, Steelers at two, Patriots at three, 49ers at four, and the Cowboys at five of the all-time top franchises. Uh, you guys can go ahead, uh, head over to our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Really check out uh, this graphic that we're going to be putting up here shortly after the episode is over. Um, and it will lay out our top five franchises. Make sure you go like, comment, and share. Uh, but we're going to move right over into uh, one of our favorite seg- segments here on the show, and that's Tim's Trivia. Ooh, excited. Um, I'm excited. I'm moving you know away a little bit here. Here's the thing. Um, how, how are you going to adjust to this new time slot? Usually uh, trivia is in the, uh, the, the second segment, and usually at the end of the second segment. Tim got the bump up here for prime time. And uh, hey, well, you know, we're gonna get Tim's trivia to you right now at the end of the first segment. So, you know, it's Thursday night. It's the start of the NFL season. Uh, the the Texans and the Chiefs. So exciting! It's so gonna be exciting. a great game to watch, I think. And uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of hype around this game. We haven't had sports in so long because of the pandemic, and and now the NFL is finally coming back after having no preseason, no OTAs. So. Um, we wanted to do a little comparison that goes along with that, uh, with the trivia. So what I've come up with is we're going to compare Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Sure. All right. So this is both for both of these quarterbacks this is their fourth season in the league. Um, so Deshaun played a little earlier though than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick right. Mahomes did not play his first year other than the week 17 game. Right. Nevertheless, fourth season, and we have career numbers to compare. All right, let's do it. Patrick Mahomes' completion percentage, career, was it A, 68.3%, B, 65.9%, or C, 59.7%? 59.7%. 
59 is too low. Okay. So my other options are what, 68 something and 65 something? Yep. Uh, Patrick is a more grip it and rip it, run and gun type guy. Let it loose, let it rip. I'm going to go 65 point, what was it, 8 something? 65.9% okay, and you would 9. be correct. All right, there we go, uh, there we go. Career numbers there, 65.9% completion he's, percentage he's for Mahomes. Like I said, he's a, he's a let it rip type of guy. He likes to air the ball out, throw it downfield. Obviously, we know that. Uh, insane arm talent. So, yeah. yeah. And great targets to throw to. Yeah. Um, so Tyree kills running down the field. It, it makes it pretty easy. Yeah. So, then now we're going to get to Deshaun Watson and his completion percentage. Um, we have either A, 58.2%, B, 69.7%. Or C sixty six point eight percent. Sixty six point eight. That's right. You're two yeah, for two. Sixty nine is too high. That's that's yeah. That that would be an insanely high clip, and fifty eight is too low. So yeah. Okay, two for two. Yeah, well, heating up. Uh, now we have their. I want to get into their passer ratings here. So Patrick Mahomes, what is he? One oh eight point nine. One. 100.6 or 99.9 passer rating. So just to run through those again, 108.9, 100.6, or 99.9. I'm going to go 108.9. He's been fantastic. Three for three. He's been extraordinary. Three for three. I mean, he's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like you look at guys like Kirk Cousins the last two years. So, Kirk Cousins has been in Minnesota the same amount of time. Mahomes has been a starting quarterback. And Kirk Cousins has a 101 pass rating. So, you know, you look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be above that. Right. So. Now, Deshaun. Was it A, 107.6, B, 101 even, or C, 96.5? So, 107.6. 101 or 96.5. This is for four for four. This is this would be the second time you hit all four if you can get this. I'm going to go with 101. And he goes four for four for the second see, time. See, my thinking on that, I didn't want to the, – the, the other option was what? Like 10-something? Yeah, you can go ahead and look the other at one that was, The other option was 107.6. That just didn't seem – Right to me because Deshaun, he is a good thrower of the football, but I think most of his value lies in his playmaking ability outside of just being a pure, really, really good passer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's I, he's not known for his really good passer. I think he's known for, hey, when, you know, crap hits the fan, he makes it happen. Right. So that's, that's why I didn't go with the highest available option there because he's a really good quarterback. Just got signed to a really big extension. Yep. But yeah, so yeah. Well, look at you, four for four yeah, on trivia, well, you know, going into Thursday night. Uh, so that just about does it for this segment. But coming up, we will have uh, you know the, the Bubba Wallace and NASCAR, and we will get to our predictions uh, for this Thursday night game. So don't go anywhere; you're not going to want to miss it. Yo, what up? We are back. Second segment on an exciting Thursday. Football's back tonight. Yep, we got ourselves. Um, Deshaun Watson, the Texans, Deshaun, J.J. Watt, you know, that crew. Um, going into Arrowhead, generally a hostile place to play. No home field advantage, though. Um, I mean, I guess a little crowd noise, but still. Not, <laughs> um, not even close. 
But still, nonetheless, going into Arrowhead to face Patty Mahomes, defending champs. They start their title defense tonight. tonight. I think the kickoff's 8. 8.20, um, yeah. 8.20 is generally, generally the night game kickoff. So, so, so excited to watch that. Prime time. Um, yeah, we're going to get to our predictions. Yep, that'll come up later in the segment. Yeah, but we're going to – and then and then tomorrow we'll be able to give us our, give the, the thoughts about the games. We have real sports on. Well, I mean, that basketball on, which we don't really follow all that often. We have baseball on. We're not going to get to that today. Uh, maybe a couple couple news stories on it, but generally bigger fish to fry today. Right. NFL's probably my favorite league to cover. Definitely, definitely one of my favorites to watch. Um, definitely the public's favorite, so we're going to focus on that more today. Yeah. But let's get to some general news here. We'll include some other sports. Um, Monday Night Football comes out and says, hey, they're not going to shy away from any protests and anyone wants to demonstrate, so they're letting it roll. They're letting it ride. I'm with it. Go for it. Do your thing. Whatever. Um, moving on here. NFL player charged with fraud. Um for an alleged role in a COVID-19 relief scheme. Um, wide receiver Josh Bellamy, an eight-year veteran who most recently played for the Jets, um, was arrested Thursday in connection to the scheme. He got a loan for over $1.2 million, but it was it was fraud. Um, I mean, dang. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good look. That's troubling. That's a straight-up felony. Especially when you take advantage of something like COVID and try to use yeah, that. Yeah, that's just, that's just low. Oh, yeah, that's tough. So, no I respect mean, for that guy. Whatever. Yeah, anyway, uh, more people trying to manipulate the little COVID-19 protocols and such. Guy from the Houston Rockets let in a female COVID-19 tester lady thingy nurse. Don't know what the technical term is. Mm-hmm. He let him into her, or he let her into his room, and they, you know, I don't know what happened from there, but I think you know why. Yep. I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, he was looking for some female company, and uh, someone found out, someone snitched, someone, you know, someone that needed to find out found out, and uh, so he won't be playing in game four of the Western Conference semis against the Lakers. It's a pretty big loss. He's been a pretty integral role player for them. So, yeah, whatever. Uh the Big Ten continues to push back on the decision to stop the season. They've voiced their concerns, especially big teams like Ohio State. Even Nebraska's voiced their concerns um, or their their disappointment. Uh, Michigan. So a lot of teams not happy about it, and uh, that that's continuing on. We'll keep our eyes on that. Um, but, yeah, so right now it's still continuing that people aren't happy. Yeah. Um, like I said – not talking a lot of MLB today. We'll get into a little bit of it here. Um, the playoff bubble is starting to take form. You're starting to see what teams are going to be in, what teams are going to be out, what teams are starting to struggle. We had the Yankees really high on our list. They are not looking good. Yeah. Um, they're like tied for, I think, second with the Blue Jays in the division. Um, they they could very plausibly be third in their division by like the end of this week. You, I mean, you never know. They're just not looking all that good. You want to look at some American League matchups here. The Yankees are the eighth seed. Um Right now, the Rays, they'd play the Rays, who are the number one seed if the season ended today. Um, then the Athletics would play the, the seven-seed Twins. The three-seed Indians would play the six-seed Astros. And the four-seed White Sox would play the five-seed Blue Jays um, with the new postseason format expanded to 16 teams, eight on each side. Those would be your American League matchups. In the Hunt, the AL, the Orioles are actually in it, which is crazy. Same with the Tigers. Never would have thought that. And actually, the Mariners are in it. Yeah. A lot of teams we wouldn't have expected are uh, are in it, loving it. I'm here for it. Variety, 
breath of fresh air other than just the Yankees, Dodgers, and, you know, you get the gist, yeah. Astros. Um, in the NL, we got the one-seeded Dodgers getting the eight-seed Marlins. So as of now, Marlins are in the playoffs. A lot of people didn't expect it. Another breath of fresh air there. Um, number two-seeded Braves will play the uh, seven-seeded Giants. Another surprise team. I think we said on opening day we did a podcast right before the two games that opened the MLB season. I think it was on a Thursday also. Somewhere like, something like that. Um, yeah. And they played the Dodgers opening night. We said the Giants are a terrible team, and I still don't think they're that great. I think they would get bounced in the first round, but still interesting to see them in the playoffs. Uh, moving on, the number three seed Cubs would play the six seed Cardinals. A little inter-division matchup there. That'd be kind of crazy. It'd be kind of cool. And they just actually finished, finished up a series against each other. Yeah, they ago. did. We were watching it. I uh, don't really know how that went. I think the Cubs are looking pretty good there, so I don't know. I'll check um, on that while you keep going. Yeah. Uh, and then the four-seeded Padres, who I think are one of the best teams in the uh, in the league, would play the five-seeded Phillies. Phillies are, are are getting hot. They started the year slow. They were at one point last in the division. They've gotten all the way up to second in the division, so that's exciting. Um, in the hunt there, Rockies, Brewers, Mets, and Reds are all within striking distance. So, it, I mean, it's exciting. It's an exciting time in the MLB. It's a definitely a breath of fresh air this year has been. It's been crazy. It's been new. It's been exciting, though. Uh, I'm here for it. I love it. Let's do it. Um, the neutral sites, though, have been chosen. Uh, let's see here. Globe Life Field, that's the Rangers' home field, um, will be the home of the NLCS and the World Series and the Petco, Petco Park, um, home of – the Padres will be the ALCS park. I think that's smart that they're doing that. Um, the Texas Rangers, obviously an AL team, will host the NLCS, um, and Petco will host the ALCS. I think that's good. No home field, no you know advantage to the right. teams. Because right. say the Padres are in it, that's that's an automatic advantage if Petco is hosting the NLCS. Mm-hmm. They're not they're hosting the ALCS. They I most like likely that. will be in it too. So I think they will be too. I don't know. I mean, they have a good chance. So yeah. I like I like that look. So, like that look there a lot. I checked on uh, the, the Cubs and the uh, Cardinals series there. They played a four-game series, and they actually split two and two. Oh, okay. All so, right. uh, pretty good matchup there, if that should uh Yeah, that would be exciting to, to see. They're two evenly matched teams. You look at we look at how they're stacked up. They both have average pitching, but really good, strong lineups from top to bottom. Um, just very consistent teams. Yeah. Look at the Cubs. You got guys like you, Darvish, John Lester, Kyle Hendricks. They've been there. They know that. Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, a lot of veterans, a lot of experienced guys. But then you had a guy like Javi Baez and, and um, Albert Almora and Wilson Contreras. They spice things up a little bit. You got a new manager, David Ross. Exciting team to watch. And then you yeah. look at the Cardinals, Jack Flaherty, um, Carlos Martinez, electric closer, well, relief pitcher. Um, just two exciting teams. You had a guy like Paul DeYoung who's killing killing the ball right now. I'm excited to watch Paul Goldschmidt, all that. It'll be a good series if that ends up panning out at the end of the year. For sure. Um, But we'll get into our final piece of news and our our, probably our biggest piece of news that we want to talk about here just because I I just had some opinions on it. That's all. Uh, NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace plans to leave the Richard Petty Motorsports Group at the end of the 2020 season. Yep, I was reading an article today from Yahoo Sports, and it kind of explained why. Um, So he was the driver of the number 43 uh, car for Richard Petty. uh, That ended up not not working out. 
um, and he did not want to be to have that number any longer. Um, there were some things that came up from the past, of, and a, a few of the past drivers from the 43 car uh, actually um, were it, supposedly racist. But you yes. look at the the time period, I'm not sure that we should really be starting to dig into this. Here's why I wanted to talk about this a little bit more in depth. I'm not trying to get into all that race stuff, you know. Like I that like I, I've always said, use your platform, do whatever you want to do, you know. Yep. I'm not getting into right, wrong, all that. You do whatever you want to do. I think equality, obviously, right, you know. However you want to approach it, fine by me. But here's where I have my issues. Are we really going to start this? Are we going to start going back in time and crucifying everything and everyone and every number and every sentence that anyone's ever said? Because if we want to do that, we're going to be here for a long time, people. We're going to start having triple-digit numbers then because if we go back in time and we and we nix every single number that ever stood for anything other than what they personally stood for, we're going to run out of numbers. Yeah. Um, I don't, what, what number was Babe Ruth? Three. Three? Was he three? Yeah. Was that, is that right? Okay, cool. We'll roll it. Even if – I don't care what number it is. It could be 99. It doesn't matter. Babe Ruth, what, played in the 30s, something like that? Something like that. Okay. He was white. I would say, oh, I don't know, the majority of white people at the time probably at one point in their life said something kind of racist. You know, yeah. I'm just I'm just spitballing here. You look at even presidents from the time. Yeah. I mean, seriously, even in the 60s, the presidents and, 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 the, and the politicians and there was still racism going on. So you really are we really going to go and, and pick apart every thing that everyone said? I mean, I mean was, seriously, should we should we go back and and check the the youth baseball numbers of every single politician before we before we ever pick our number again? Right. Is that what we're going to do? So he's what is he what is he going to switch to? Forty two, Jackie Robinson. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. I guess that would work if they're even allowed to. Yeah, I mean, but I'm guessing someone else probably used that and wasn't a fan of racial equality. Okay, so you can't go back and pick apart every little number and every little sentence. I mean, it's not even in sports. I mean, what's next? I mean, Walt Disney was a known anti-Semite. Are we going to go and tear down all are, of are, Disney are, are resorts? Are we boycotting Disney? Because if so, fine by me. That gives that gives me a shorter line to get to the front of that Aerosmith ride, which is pretty awesome to yeah. go on. I don't know, a little sidetrack there. Have you ever been on that? Yeah. Awesome. So sweet. You want to boycott it? Sick. I'll get to the front of the line quicker. But Like, I don't... I don't know what, what we're supposed to do here, people. You always say we got to grow and we got to learn. We got to look towards the future. If we're doing that, we can't keep looking in the rearview mirror and saying, oh, well, 43. Well, about 60 years ago, someone said something bad about black people and their number was 43. That's yeah. not going to work. And, and another I'm, thing. Like I said, I'm all for equality. I'm all for doing however you want to do it. But I'm not going to get into this whole, well, he said this. He said that. Um, well, we can't do this. We can't do that because he said this. We can't have that number. People, we're going to be here forever. We're not going to have any numbers. You're going to see drivers with 116 slapped on the side of their car because I'm guessing no one that had 116 was racist. You know? Yeah. Like, what is that? Is that what we're getting to? I mean, <clears throat> the thing for me is e- even what you're seeing now with, with statues being torn down and, and different types of things like that, and I know we don't like to get into politics on this show, and we're going to try to stay away from that, but – just kind of our feelings towards that. I know my feelings, at least. Um, you know, uh, I've had history teachers in the past and, and listened to really smart people uh, talk and, and be interviewed. 
And the main thing they say is if you don't want history to repeat itself, then you have to make sure you know and you learn your history. You remember the, it. There's, there's the tearing a... down of these statues. It, we're not we're not glorifying what these people did. It's part of part of our nation's history. It's part of the history. Uh, and Thank as, you. as soon as you forget that history and as soon as you start ripping apart that history, that's when history is bound to repeat itself. Do you guys want to go back and should we let's okay, let's all take a virtual trip to, to Poland and Germany. Let's take a virtual trip. <laughs> guys, the concentration camps not torn down. You know what they are right now? Museums. Museums. Should we go should we go get rid of every single concentration camp and every single thing? Should we tear Hitler? it down and forget about it? Is that we're gonna are we gonna and, just forget about it all? Should we obliterate every single building that Hitler has ever been to or stood next to because he was Guys, by oh, he's way, terrible. But yeah. yeah, by the way, he um, you know stood next to the Eiffel Tower. Should we tear that down too? It's just yeah, like I, I we we can't keep getting. Let's get back to sports here a little bit. We're not gonna. We gotta just be careful. Right. I'm done with this this witch hunt and tearing down and 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 quitting everything that was even remotely against this movement. Right. That that can't happen. We. I'm done with that witch hunt. It's annoying. Um, you see people going back in Twitter and finding pictures and and whatever tweets from seven, eight years ago. Guys, you can't demand our, our, our favorite caster, Colin Coward, says you can't demand perfection or you can't demand growth and perfection. You can't demand them at the same time. If you want growth, there's going to be some bumps. There's going to be some hiccups, but you got to look past that. You got to look forward, not backwards. Right. Um, and I, I'm just. Bubble walls, do whatever you want. I'm just sick of the witch hunt, people. Done with it. Not yeah. here for it. But uh, let's move into a, a way more exciting topic. Something that we like to talk about way more than we, we just talked about. <laughs> oh, for sure. We're going to move into a little Thursday night football action. And the NFL is back. And so it's the Texans and the Chiefs at Arrowhead. And uh, look, guys, this is going to be a great game of uh, TV is going to be on that channel at probably seven o'clock. Watching all these, oh, all yeah. these pregame, watching the pregame. Um, so I don't know. We don't. We don't really have a sh- again, anything specific we want to talk about here. Kind of all of it. Um, start with win loss here. Who's winning? You know what, man? I got. I got the Chiefs. Okay, I, I have the Chiefs as well. And here's why: Patrick Mahomes, probably one of the best young talented quarterbacks that this game has ever seen i don't think anybody's going to argue that i 100 percent agree and we always talk about this especially this is going to sound so weird guys talk about this with your dog right yeah she's so good at such a young age we call her the patrick mahomes of, of dogs we <laughs> say she's so good at such a young age that's that's why we love patrick mahomes that's why he's so right beloved that's why he got the money he is so young. And he's so projectable. And so amazing. And it's just going to get better. So projectable. I don't have I in the show, you guys. I do a lot of you know Google search and when's the last time a guy won MVP and Super Bowl within his first two years. I, I didn't do that for this episode, and I'm not going to do it right now. But I I would struggle to go back in time, if ever, to find a guy who in his first two years as a starting quarterback, not rookie because he didn't play as a rookie, first two years as a starting quarterback, won MVP and Super Bowl in his first years. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's an incredible resume. The way they're able to, to play from behind and win, they're just a much better team. And here's why yeah. I think they're going to win. Um, they return 18 of 22 starters. There was 20, had a guy opt out, this, that. Um, so they return 18 of 22, and at the one position running back, they actually upgraded Clyde Edwards-Alaire over Damian Williams, I believe is an upgrade. 
Um, even though he's a rookie, he's electric, great pass catcher, really scrappy run blocker, which is always good to protect Patrick Mahomes with, even if it is a running back back there. Um, you get a guy like Sammy Watkins for a cheap deal. You get a guy like Travis Kelsey who signed a pretty team-friendly deal. You get a guy like Chris Jones signing a pretty team-friendly deal. Um, then you got add guys like Michael Harvin, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark. They just they're deep. They're a really good team. Yeah. Um, I and they're proven. Other than Deshaun Watson and JJ Watt from the Texans, I would say the top ten players in this game are all on the Chiefs. Eight out of the ten top players are all on the Chiefs. Yeah, I would say maybe that. Laramie Tunsil for the. Uh, uh, the, 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 the tackle for the Texans, maybe. So seven out of the ten. That's, uh, that's saying a lot. Um, let's check what the line is here. Next, Our next category will go over-under. Um, all right, KC opens as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. And the total is 53 points over-under. Um, so I generally do the over-under divided by two. What was that? that would be like 26-and-a-half. Yeah. I did that right? Did I do the math right? Oh, my God. I'm an animal. So 26 and a half points, that would technically be for each team. And then I go from there and generally try to think of a score in my head. I'm going to take the over here. I think offenses have the advantage. I think defenses, especially early in the year, I think offenses have the advantage just because there's no film on on what, what they're running this year. Yep. I, there's film from last year, but Andy Reid's a very clever coach. He's going to mix it up. Mm-hmm. The only thing, the only way I think this stays below the over/under is if the Chiefs somehow put the clamps on Deshaun Watson and company, which I don't think they're going to. I think it's going to be kind of a shootout, um, you know, like a, a 35, 28, 35, 31 type of game. Maybe even not even that close, but I think it's going to be a thirty-five to twenty-some type of game. Right. I think it's going to be exciting. Uh, I, I'm here for it. I love it. Um, so, what are you are you betting the over or the under? Fifty-three. I'm gonna go over. I'm, I'm going to go over as well. Like I think said, it's a no-brainer. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a very big offensive game. Yeah, I just I, – I, I'll get back to the point, especially with no OTAs, no preseason. Defenses are going to be at an automatic disadvantage. They don't know what's coming. They're not as prepared. Offense, especially a team that returns 18 of 22 starters, that offense has an automatic advantage. Mm-hmm. They know the play. They know what's going on. They know exactly what's going to happen. The defense is kind of saying, ooh, we got to kind of wait a quarter or two and see what they're giving us and then work from there. I think halftime. And that's a, that's a disadvantage. I think halftime adjustments are going to be huge in this Massive. game. Uh, I think the first half is actually going to be really close. Um, I'd say they go into halftime probably, if not tied up, very close to it. And then I think whatever team can make the best halftime adjustments and not just make the adjustments, but actually come out and execute those adjustments that were made in the locker room, I think that's a team that's going to win. I think that's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm going to think the final score on this game, I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and say 38-21. You go 38-21? 38-21. I'm going to adjust that, 38-24. All right, I'm going to go 34 for the Chiefs. And uh, right, hold up, wait. Let me, one, we're going to fact check these tomorrow. So, 34-23 Chiefs win. That's going to be my call. 34-28 or 34-23. 34-23. All right. 34-23 Chiefs in. victory. Um, back to the over/unders here. Spreads at nine and a half for the for the KC Chiefs. Uh, I obviously just picked them to easily cover that, or you know, push that. What do you, what are you, what are you going with here? You think the Texans are going to cover? Or do you, so you pick 
32 and up, you picked the same thing I did. So we both had the Chiefs covering the spread. Man, we should throw some scratch on this. <laughs> um, I just I, th- I think they're I think they're a better team. You know, what? I think all I mean the Texans. Deshaun Watson just lost his safety valve. Um, if David Johnson can be a good back, maybe. But I I think I've seen enough of him. You know, I, I think I would throw some scratch on this game if I didn't spend the day at the outlets yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that that's a factor. You got to look at that. That's and that's another factor. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I think they have the better coach as well. Andy Reid, I think, is a much better coach. Um, who do you think is gonna score the first touchdown? Um, I go, I go Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. You go Chiefs. So who Pat- do you think from yeah, the Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes two. I'm going to go Sammy Watkins. You're going to go Sammy Watkins? I, you know, you're just saying that because I decided <laughs> to bench him for Hunter Henry. Yeah, for right, fantasy guys. this week. I decided to put Hunter Henry in my lineup at flex. I'm going to say somebody else, but go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say – okay, well, anyway, like I said, um, Hunter Henry, I put him in at my flex instead of Sammy Watkins because Hunter Henry's playing the Cincinnati Bengals, and I think they are absolutely atrocious – Especially on defense. Especially, yeah, like you said, especially on defense. Terrible D line. <laughs> I mean, it's a D, it's a decent D line, but their back end's terrible. <laughs> they have um, no safeties. Yeah, no, I, I'm taking, I'm taking Hunter Henry over Sammy Watkins because I think, I, I, I just like, I like that matchup against Cincinnati much better than I do against the Texans. But anyway, who I think is going to score the first touchdown? I'm going to go. I'm going to. Adjust mine. I just said that to to get your blood boiling over here. But uh, I, I go Patrick Mahomes. He's throwing it to uh, he's throwing it to Travis Kelsey. You're gonna go Travis Kelsey. I'm going Travis Kelsey. I'm gonna go Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Okay. I'm not gonna specify ground or air. He's gonna catch it or run it in because he's a very versatile back. But I am gonna predict that Clyde Edwards Hilaire scores the first touchdowns of the NFL season. Um, I think the first points, however come off the – I don't even know what the Texans kicker's name is, but I think they're going to score a field goal, and then the Chiefs are going to score a touchdown. Okay. So first touchdown, Clyde Edwards-Alaire for score, Texans kicker. Okay. Sounds good. I mean, we're just spitballing here. Yeah. I mean, I mean this just this is just, you know – I mean, I can provide some reason if you like. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think they're going to really try to work him into the game plan early. He's a rookie. They want to get him going. You don't want to put all the stress and strain on Patrick Mahomes in the first game. Plus, like, why make someone carry you if they don't have to? I think they're going to go for a more balanced attack. I think it's very plausible that Clyde Edwards-Alaire gets a lot of touches. With a lot of touches comes a lot of opportunity. A lot of opportunity comes touchdowns, straight up. Okay. Um, so I like it. Uh, and my thinking also on the Texans scoring first, honestly, I'm just guessing on the coin flip. I think the Texans are going to get the ball first, though. Because um, I think whether – I think whoever wins is going to get the ball. Neither their defenses are too impressive. But I think if the Chiefs win it, they have a higher chance of deferring mm-hmm. because their defense is a little bit better. Andy Reid wouldn't shock me um, if he went that route. But I think if the Texans win the toss, they're going to get the ball. And I think when they get the ball, I actually think they are going to march it semi. Drive's going to stall. They're going to kick a field goal. Okay. Well, guys, it's going to be exciting to watch. Uh, those are our predictions. Oh, kickoff and, uh, in one hour, 48 minutes, and – 15 seconds, people. I am excited. Yeah. I'm just running down the list here. Average points a game per game from last year. Chiefs got the Texans beat 28-24 technically. Um, pass yards, the Kansas City Chiefs 281. Houston only at 236. Rushing yards, um, the Houston Texans do have them beat at uh, 
126. And then from there, the, the Chiefs have pretty much everything except opposing rush yards per game, which are pretty equal. Um, the thing I don't like, though, you look at Houston, um, their leading rusher, Carlos Hyde, um, is gone. Their leading receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, is gone. Uh, I mean, enough said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Their two leading offensive weapons, other than Deshaun Watson, are gone. I don't like that. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, football is back, and we couldn't be more excited about it, but it's time to uh, to go eat some food, get ready for the game. So, guys, thanks for sticking around through the episode. Uh, make sure you're going to our Instagram. And hey, 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 real quick What's before you finish. What's guys, that? remember, I went four for four on trivia today. <laughs> Let that sink in. I'm yep. amazing at everything. Well, all right, man. You uh, keep riding that high horse over there. But we're going to go get ready for this game, guys. Make sure you're checking out our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast, no underscores or anything in the Twitter handle. Go check out the graphic. The top five franchises will be up momentarily. So, guys, thanks for sticking around. That was the issue.